Hello and welcome to the Fiercely Awakening Podcast. My name is Dr. Tanya Holcomb, and I'm on a mission to normalize naturopathy in big, bold ways. I want you to see the world through my eyes, where extraordinary health and massive upgrades in life are always available to you. You'll be inspired to trust your body's wisdom to heal, motivated to claim your next upgrade in health and life, release what no longer serves you, and pursue what you truly desire. If you seek truth, you are on the freedom path to your greatest potential. You are Fiercely Awakening. Welcome. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Fiercely Awakening podcast. So today is all about waking you up to your sleep habits and really potentially opening your eyes to the quality of sleep that you're experiencing. And so for some context of this conversation, I need to go way back. So way back, I don't know, five plus years when I started to look into this epidemic of decay. And when I dove into this, I mean, I dove into this. I was researching this with everything that I had because it didn't make sense to me why so many children were experiencing decay. So on this journey, I realized that we were dealing with a magnitude of deficiencies and some really key deficiencies that were really playing a part, Um, but it was a deficiency story, you know, and we needed to build up the child to correct this. And in some cases, we may had you know, some, some things going on with the oral microbiome or the gut health, you know, all of these things could be at play, but ultimately we had deficiencies. And so when I started to apply this to children's health, we did get results, but there were certain cases where we just felt stuck. And so the story continues, right? And we uh, just, I just continue to dive in and be like, what's here? Why is there this theme? Why? Do some moms literally do all the things uh, with the deficiencies? And I guess I should say, like, of course, like there are problematic foods. So cleaning up the food list. And I have some moms who are all in and it's still not making a difference. Well, then raising my son alongside of this research, he turns five and he has these shark teeth coming in. So basically his teeth are really crowded and his new teeth are coming in behind his baby teeth. It's like there's not room and if a tooth is coming in behind a tooth, well, there's not that, um, you know, it's not coming up underneath of it to help it pop out. So, you know, when I took him to the our holistic dentist at the time, he said, well, we're just going to have to pull those teeth. And I thought, well, I get that. But that also doesn't make sense to me because pulling the teeth doesn't do anything to actually create room. And so I didn't have all the resources that I have now. So then what I knew was, hey, let's start doing craniosacral of the mouth. Let's see if we can do some mouth work and to actually create space here. And so through that journey, that snowballed into other really miraculous stories with my son and his healing journey. But um. It was that eye-opening shift of like, okay, like his mouth is part of his story. His mouth and his healing with his mouth is also part of his nervous system. And how do these two connect? 
And so again, diving deeper, my son, you know, wasn't experiencing the decay part of the story, um, but he was experiencing the crowded teeth. And he was also experiencing teeth grinding, which eventually did lead to a little bit of decay, but he was dealing with this aggressive teeth grinding. Well, at the time, I knew that teeth grinding could speak to a magnesium deficiency. It could also speak to stress or parasites. And those are all true. But again, diving into the research, not letting it go until we had a solution that was sticking, it wasn't until I realized the connection between uh, the crowdedness with his teeth and how this connected to his nervous system dysregulation because of the teeth grinding, uh, the teeth grinding part of it, which was essentially having his nervous system on high alert all night long. When a system, when your child is snoring or teeth grinding or, you know, sleeping with their mouth open, you know, it's, it's very activating to the sympathetic nervous system. This is not a state of rest and repair. And so we have these kiddos who are just completely gassed because in their sacred time of rest, they're not even getting true rest. So part of this realization was, okay, what are the solutions? Like, how do we actually address this? If if he has his teeth crowding, we're not going to get ahead of this. Like there's not any amount of cranial sacral in the mouth that we could do to truly get ahead of this. This is bigger than what we can do in terms of body work. Uh, we have this teeth grinding. We need to stop this so that way he gets true rest and to protect his teeth that he has coming in because that level of impact on your teeth every night is absolutely going to have an impact on their integrity. And so here we discover Vivos. And Vivos is a system that was created for adults, but they also have a children's pathway. And it was created for adults to really address sleep apnea. Um, and it's the first thing that I have ever seen that is a root cause solution to uh, what adults are struggling with, with their airways collapsing at night. And so when we look at the obstructive sleep apnea, what we have discovered is that 98% of people who have this sleep disorder is actually caused by abnormal anatomical features. In other words, it is caused by their underdeveloped mouth and jaw. So here we have this group of adults that are dealing with this in the layer of sleep apnea. And now we have this incoming of children who are dealing with it with severe decay and or they're having loud nervous system issues. I mean, honestly, the list of things that could be going on for children is quite wide and random, but if you think about it, it all ties together. So if we were to look at a child my son's age, you know, who if this was never addressed, you know, he could be dealing with, uh, in, and if his terrain was not supported in the way that I support it, right, these things compound. And so we're going to see more problems or potential problems manifesting with asthma or allergies. 
certainly the crooked teeth is going to continue to happen because we're not creating any space for these teeth and there's going to be misalignment with the jaw that could lead to you know uh, jaw pain in the future again certainly if a child's uh, immune system is compromised they're going to be uh, positioned to have chronic tonsillitis chronic ear infections chronic cyanitis chronic allergies they also might be a kiddo who struggles with bedwetting or back pain or neck pain or fatigue or low energy. Um, and then here's the real kicker, right? And this is where it connects to my son's story. He wasn't dealing with any of those things, but keep in mind, like he's been on a program since he's been born. But what we were dealing with throughout his life is the loud behavior communications and I'm not just talking like a kid who's growing up and working through power struggles of becoming, right? This was like true signs of nervous system dysregulation and of course, like difficulty for learning. And I don't, you know, for our boys especially, right? Like we need to have um, a lot of grace about this, but there are signs that like, hey, this system needs some support. But again, when you think about it, during that time of rest, when we should be resting, if that nervous system is being activated, which means you're not going into that deep state of repair, you're not able to properly detoxify in the way that you're supposed to, you're not getting the oxygen to your brain, and like I said, you're waking up on empty instead of waking up feeling rested and repaired. So this all works against you know, against you. This all makes the situation or other struggles that you're dealing with worse. And so it exasperates the mineral imbalances and those mineral imbalances exasperate the heavy metal toxicity. And the fact that the drainage pathways aren't working functionally exasperates the whole story. So it all is connected, but I think that there is a fascinating component here that has been missed for so long that the mouth is directly tied to. And it started with one generation of choosing, you know, um, they call it white man's food, but that doesn't feel right to say it that way. But that's how Dr. Weston A. Price on his journey of studying these tribes and studying their beautiful white teeth and just watching what could happen when you know, they move from the, their tribal food, you know, consuming uh, the, the protein, the raw milks, the butters, the animal fats, all of this, and they started to incorporate um, sugars. You know, they started to incorporate the breads, the, the pastries, like, right, the fast foods, uh, the Cokes, the Pops, these different things. And in a very short amount of time, we saw the impact of this show up particularly in our mouth. Our teeth became, you know, our jaw structures were um, directly impacted. We now did not have enough room for our teeth. And then over time, this has created where we are just struggling with this massive decay. And again, it's not just the food. I think the food is a huge component of it. But it's obviously bigger than that. Like everything in today's world is so multifaceted. We are not just dealing with a food issue. And, 
you know, time over time over time, it is proven that people who are just turning to food to heal, it's just not enough. Like there is more work to be done because this problem did not start here. This problem started back a generation, two generations, three generations ago, and it is compounding to where we are today. And so to look and try to correct things with food when at the same time we're being onslaughted with daily toxins, it's not enough. We already don't have the mineral reserves there and to try to replenish it with food alone where food is already far depleted than it ever has been. Again, I just don't believe it's enough. I have not seen a case where we can just apply the food and have it be enough. I would love to believe that that will be the case one day in our future, but it's just not where we are right now. So this long-winded version of the story is to tell you that it has been a journey of taking one step after another of putting these pieces together. I did not download everything that I needed to know about my son and his healing journey when he was born. That would have been great, but that was not the case. It took living, doing, being on the field to make sense of his story. And part of that story, that realization that that mouth was such a crucial piece of it has been huge. But where this applies to me is that doing this work with him, I have suffered my whole life with this obstructive sleep apnea. And I thought, what if, like, what if this could be something that is addressed for me? And if I look back in time, when I look back at some of the struggles that I had, you know, as a child, it's like, I was constantly dealing with, you know, the ear stuff, the throat stuff, the allergies. I was prone to those sicknesses that had to do with respiratory Um, and anything just really above my collar, like things would get stuck there. But I was an open mouth breather. You know, my mouth was open. I had a lazy tongue. And even though I was breastfed, this was still a problem for me. And it continued to be a problem for me no matter how much I cleaned up my health, no matter how mineralized I became, no matter how much I dedicated my life to my health, this was one area that was not changing. It was not improving. Now, certainly, you know, if somebody is going to be completely abusive of the health laws, it's going to be exasperated. But for me, living quite intentionally, I wasn't seeing shifts here. And I thought, what if, like, what if I could address this? What would this change for me? Now, if we look at this improper development of the jaws and the oral cavity, essentially what happens is it leads to an undersized airway where the tongue is more prone to fall into the back of the throat. And this causes the airway to collapse. And this, of course, especially happens at night. So when you walk with a system like Vivos, you literally can reshape and expand the oral cavity. And when we do this, your airway could also expand. And this will allow you to both breathe and sleep more deeply. I mean, think about it. When the body is in full trust that you're going to be able to breathe safely through the night, do you think that you'll go into a deeper state of sleep? If the body believes that you're going to be having to, you know, panic and do CPR on yourself in the middle of the night to get air, it's not going to, it's going to be disrupted. 
and you're, it's going to have an impact and you're going to wake up feeling a little bit more groggy than the person next to you who doesn't deal with this issue. So I was so excited at the potentiality of this truly changing my life. And again, it's not like I was really struggling. Like I've, I've done so much work on my health that it wasn't like I was full of symptoms that needed to be addressed. It was more so coming from a place of desire of like, what if? Like, what if like I literally can shoot out of bed like a Pop-Tart because I am so darn rested? Like, that would be cool. That would be amazing. Or what if it just gave me that next level capacity because I'm always looking for that next upgrade or that next what if? Like, what if this was a thing? And certainly just thinking about my future life, you know, as I age, as an elder, this would be really, really great to have this address now and not be somebody who's dependent on a CPAP machine to get that oxygen in my, in my body. So I also knew that this could be really great for workouts, you know, to have better meditations, better breathwork sessions, really just focus, forcing myself, um, not forcing, that's not the right word, but really just positioning myself to uh, train my tongue, to have my tongue where it's supposed to go, to have plenty of room in my mouth, and to be uh, a nose breather. So even when I'm going out for walks, you know, I would catch myself breathing through my mouth. Well, that's my that's my backup, right? So if things get a little bit hard for me, I'm gonna start breathing through my mouth. That's how my body has survived to this day. And there are so many people who are just like me and or in worse situations. They are not getting the oxygen to their brain. They are not sleeping in a state of true rest and repair. And this is impacting their quality of life. The more that they're doing to take care of their health, the less of an impact this will have. Um, but it's still nonetheless impacting. And it's been impacting you for a very, very long time. So when I did the evaluation, there's a sleep study. <clears throat> there's, of course, the, the full exam with this, um, the 3D scans to check to see if you would be a good fit for this. I, of course, was a perfect fit for this. And I was so excited. So I think I started this journey close to two years ago now. But you know, with all things, it was like doing this part and then a month or two would go by and then doing this part and then a month or two would go by and it was just like dragging out. Finally, it was like, okay, let's do this. I'm all in. It is a sizable investment, but honestly, for me, anything that has to do with health of myself, my family, my pets, anything like that, like it doesn't matter. Like if this is in the name of health, let's go, you know, like for me, this makes so much sense. Like this is giving me a huge potential to have an enormous, long-standing quality of life impact, like huge. To have true space in my mouth, yes, like let's go. And of course for my son too. And you know, our stories are, are different, but there is that similar thread. So Anyway, um, got everything going officially in January, and when I saw my appliance, which is a top mouthpiece and a bottom mouthpiece, I thought, oh, 
gosh, this is not what I was thinking. Like, this is not at all what I was expecting. Um, I don't know what I was expecting. I guess I was expecting what my son had, which was one piece. And it was like, not, not so invasive in the mouth, even though it is invasive for him. I just thought, wow, how is that going to work? And so when they put it in to make sure it fits and everything, like I instantly had a reaction, a response of like, oh boy, I don't know if I can do this. It was equivalent to how I felt when I put like a whole helmet on and I felt claustrophobic and I had like a full like panicky feeling come over me. That's how I felt with this. I I felt irritated. I felt overwhelmed. I, I felt all these things all at once. And, you know, they told me it's going to take some time to get used to it. So I thought, okay, I can do this. So on the drive home, which is, you know, I'm close to an hour away from my dentist. I thought, okay, I'll wear it on the way home because I'm supposed to get in 16 hours a day of this. I lasted about five minutes. I had so much saliva in my mouth. It was just like coming out everywhere. My mouth, my body was like, what is this? We need to get this out of our mouth now. Like I was so overwhelmed with this thing. And so it truly took me a long time to get comfortable with wearing this. It was a very slow process. It was a very frustrating process. And thank gosh, I had my other tools because there wasn't a lot of support or coaching um, from the dentist. You know, it wasn't like there was a lot of handholding here. It was like, you'll get used to it or you won't, you know? And so I did several things to onboard my body, you know, from an emotional lens. I was using, using the emotional freedom technique. I was really getting my body to feel comfortable with this. And then from a physical aspect, because the amount of drool that would, you know, that would happen, it's like, I'd put it in my mouth and like, just so much drool. I was like, I, I can't swallow. I cannot swallow this. And so I just kept going slowly, you know, forcing myself to talk with it, forcing myself to like get comfortable with it. And again, it, it took time and patience and, um, a whole lot of love and compassion for myself. And as I would hit little bumps in the road where I'm like, okay, like I am not like, I feel stuck right now. Like I'm not getting forward. I would turn to, you know, my body workers. So my chiropractor to do jaw adjustments or to, you know, do, um, uh, just different, uh, fascia techniques. I would go to my fascia therapist and do, you know, fascia in the mouth, like doing what I could to create better space and to, recognize that my body is potentially shifting very quickly and to help my muscles uh, respond to this and be okay with this and to be in alignment with this. And that was huge. And so over time, I was able to sleep with it in my mouth. And then surely after that, I was really came to enjoy it. You know, I don't necessarily enjoy having this thing in my mouth, but I can feel a shift in my body when I put it in my mouth. It is, um, it's very comforting. So, so yeah, so I've been wearing my mouth guard now and I do get in an average of about 12 hours. Well, no, I think I added it up. It's between 10 and 12 hours. Um, and so my goal is 16, right? And so that's, that hasn't happened yet, but I, 
it's the changes are still going to happen. It just might take me longer than somebody else. And or I might be faster because of the other things I do. You know, I'm doing other things to support this process. And so therefore, you know, it might I might be able to do this in 10 to 12 hours a night versus the 16. We'll see. I am making massive improvements. My my I am getting more space in my mouth, and that's huge. And I'm noticing that I am able to um, breathe through my nose during activities where I would have turned to mouth breathing right away. So before, I would not be able to fully breathe through my nose during a walk. That would be very, very difficult for me and very suffocating for me. And now I can walk and I can intentionally breathe through my nose and be comfortable with that. That doesn't mean I still don't take some some breaks. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna like breathe through my mouth, but I can really comfortably breathe through my nose and that's been huge. So um, wearing uh, this Vivo's appliance, again, it took a lot of time to onboard. It's a process, but I do not regret it for a second. I am so grateful to have a real solution. So other things that I did to make this um, even, I don't know, to, to really support me and getting the most out of this experience because one of the things that I noticed was that I was still popping my lips at night. And so I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to like, yes, my mouth isn't like gaping open, but my mouth really never was gaping open. Okay. So I don't want you to visualize that. Like when I talk about mouth breathers at nighttime, like it's not that their mouth is like wide open. It could just be a little bit open. You know, it could just be a little gap, but that little gap is like a safety net of like, I don't really trust that I'm gonna be able to get the air through my nose. So I'm going to have my mouth like ready to go. And so that was, that was more of my story. And so I noticed that I was still doing that with my mouth cord. So that meant, you know, I know this is a process, but I'm like, I don't want to do that. Like I want to really breathe through my nose if that's possible. And so I researched and researched and researched for a tape that I could use to put in my mouth. Now, when I thought about taping my mouth, because that is a trendy thing to do, when I thought about this before I had found Vivos, I had like panicky feelings in my body just thinking about that. Like just thinking about taping my mouth was like very visceral. Like, ah, I don't think I can do that. And because I just knew how much I struggled to breathe in through my nose. And so I was researching a tape that like there's got to be something that I can use with my appliance. And I found the myotape and I love this. I wish I would have been using this forever ago. Um, it certainly looks quite silly on, but you know, this is the price that we pay for having some really great results. Um, I mean, the whole thing, right? Like that's, that's kind of the comical aspect of this is like, after I get done with my evening routine, it's like, oh my gosh, like this is so ridiculous and awesome um, of all the things that I do to prep myself for sleep. So anyway, with the myotape, um, it is designed for better breathing, improved sleep quality, and cognitive function. Okay, so um, with their whole like, I guess, stance or like, 
I don't know how they market themselves is um, their big thing is like preventing snoring. And so I'm just going to read to you uh, just a little thing from their website. It says breathing through an open mouth worsens snoring as it dries out and narrows the airways, causing turbulence in the nose, mouth, and throat. This creates an unpleasant and disruptive noise that can make bedtime a nightmare. And so they use these nasal strips to help support the snoring. And then it also improves the sleep apnea. And it also can be supportive for the CPAP machine. So um, it also, um, you know, the mild tape will support functional breathing. Um, and it allows, because of that functional breathing, it allows that restorative rest. It's allowing the nervous system to become stabilized. And of course, with the nervous system stabilized, you're allowed to or you're able to have a calmer mind and a calmer state. Um, so it's like really, it's really amazing. Um, it's with that nose breathing, you know, that nasal breathing, we're able to, A of all, get, get the deep breathing that will ensure the adequate oxygen reaching the brain and that whole oxygen reaching the brain is what triggers the parasympathetic nervous system. So good. And so again, with this mouth breathing, part of that early on discovery when we were hitting plateaus with some of the cavity cases was recognizing that when children are sleeping with their mouth open and or our daily mouth breathers, we are not able to heal these teeth because it's truly disrupting that oral microbiome and it's disrupting the pH in the mouth. It's keeping them in a stealing state. Plus, because they're activating their, their sympathetic nervous system all the time, they're not in a healing state. So anyway, this was a huge component of if we want to speed up the process of healing these cavities, we need to speed up the process of the children having their mouth closed, you know? And so the myotape can be used with or without an appliance. And um, it can be used during the day. It can be used, you know, at nighttime. And it can just be a really beautiful add-in. And they have it for the children as well. So this is something that uh, Bryce and I both incorporated. And it helps him sleep with his mouth guard and his mouth all night. So mine doesn't pop out because it's, you know, really you know, attached in there, but his can pop out pretty easily. And so that's been part of the frustration, you know, is like him not getting enough time wearing his mouth guard and he's still dealing with some pretty significant teeth crowding. Well, by the time the child is eight, like they're 80% of the way there with their jaw structure. And so he's 10. So now, you know, it's like undoing what has been done versus getting ahead of it and shaping it as the mouth is being shaped. So the earlier you get started on this process, the better. Um, but so for him, it was like, you know, this sacred nighttime where he could be getting in these hours of where it's popping out. And I don't know how soon it's popping out. And so putting this mouth tape on has really helped him lengthen the amount of time that he's able to keep it in his mouth. And for me, it's helping me keep my mouth completely closed, which I love. So this has been really, really helpful. The other thing that I did um, around the same time of this is I added in the intake breathing. And I added in the intake breathing to, again, just really help my body feel safe 
to have my mouth closed all night. So it's like, how can I optimize this further? How can I really support my airways and <clears throat> make sure that I'm able to move air through my nasal, uh, through my nasal passageway throughout the night. And so the intake breathing is a device that goes over your nose. Um, it's like nasal strips, but like next level. Um, it, they say that they opens your nose up to 80% more than nasal strips. Okay. So when I put it on, I can instantly like, wow, like I can feel that. Um, it stays on throughout, throughout the night. Um, it's super durable. It doesn't aggravate my skin at all. And I can put this on at night. I can feel that instant difference with it. And then, um, I will just keep it on when I wake up and go right into my workout with it or go right into meditation with it. And so I'll leave it on until like, you know, eight, nine o'clock the next day. But it's been so great. So this is great for snoring. It's great for people who like feel like they can't breathe through their nose. It's great for a deviated septum. It's wonderful. I really, really like it. Um, so those are the main things that I've added in to help. I do want to try this for my son too, the intake breathing, but I need to get the smaller piece and see if that can, can help them. Um, but they have some really great science on all of these sites. So there's really great science on the Vivo site, the Myotape and the intake breathing. You guys like this is like the thing that we all need to be thinking about is like, how can I help support my children? Like create true space in their mouth now while their jaws are still developing, which is like the external factor, right? And the internal factor. So we want to make sure that we're providing the body with the minerals that it needs, right? And of course, like in a perfect world, we would start this work like in that preconception period. You know, in that preconception period, that's when the teeth are starting to be formed. That's when we're starting to like really do the work. And so we want to make sure that the minerals are there. But then as we go, right, like as a child is born, like there's so many things that we can incorporate to really support the jaw developing the way that it should. The Myomanchi site has a bunch of great research on their site as well. So just keep in mind, like so many issues are, can be related to, um, this airway collapsing, the not getting the enough oxygen to the body. Um, and that can relate to poor digestion because the nervous system is not in regulation. Like there's just so many things that can add up. Again, I'm not saying like this is the end all be all, but when you're on this journey of taking radical responsibility for your health, like please take in consideration like how you sleep and what the sleep experience is like. So I have my, okay, so I'm going to paint the picture. I'm going to bed. I have my appliance in. I have put my, I, well, first off, I put my nose piece on because I can, you know, put that on first. <clears throat> Actually, let me back all the way up. I'll tell you my whole like bedtime routine. So before we get ready for bed, you know, of course, like I have to wash my face. I do all my skincare. I do that process. And then I typically go read to Bryce and we read for 15 minutes to a half hour. Right now we're reading the Harry Potter series. So that's been super fun. 
And as I'm reading to him, I'll put the red light stand that I have. Um, I'll turn that on during the time that we read. Um, this was a great, a great little nugget of information that came from one of my clients and friends and team members actually, um, who was talking about using the red light and having it in our peripheral uh, vision when we wake up and when we go to bed. And so I've been playing with that and that's been super fun. So instead of just like focusing on using my red light and like putting it right in front of me, which is obviously awesome, but how do I maximize the time before bed and the time that I wake up to really support the circadian rhythms and to support my body when it's time to wake up, support my body when it's time to go to bed and his too. And I don't need to have this blaring right on me to do it. It works best in your peripheral vision. So I can just take that into his room or my room if we're reading in there, plug it in. We read as that light's going, we say goodnight to him. He typically follows me back to my bathroom. And then that's when I, um, if I'm going to be going right to bed, that's when I'll put all those, the stuff on. Um, obviously, if I'm not going to be right to bed, I'm not going to put the stuff on. But let's pretend I'm going to go right to bed after this. I'm going to put my nose piece on, the intake breathing nose piece. And then I'm going to put uh, the Vivos um, appliance in my mouth, the tape over my mouth. I have my sleep mask, my blissy sleep mask ready to go. And then I also patch myself. And typically I patch myself with the Aleveda patch. Um, the Aleveda patch is for skin regeneration, um, but it also has a really incredible effect on the pineal gland and uh, it supports longevity, it supports life extension, it supports telomere elongation and expansion of the higher consciousness. So it is a skincare patch. I absolutely love patching, love working with the patches, but this is the main patch that I use before bed, the elevator patch. I place it on my pineal and then I'm ready to go to bed. Um, some nights I use the castor oil packs too. Um, honestly, in the past probably three weeks, I have not been using the castor oil packs. I need to invite that back into my life. I just, you know, after my last liver cleanse and ripping it off my liver area in the middle of the night, I've been slow to get back on it. Um, but it is really lovely. It's a lovely offering. I'm going to bring that back in talking about it. So you can actually use the castor oil packs cyclically as well. So days one through 14, so from period to ovulation, you can wear your castor oil pack over your liver um, during this phase to support inflammation balance during this highly estrogenic time of your cycle. And then days 15 to 28, you wear your castor oil pack nightly over your pelvic area, and this supports progesterone balance. You can also wear castor oil over your thyroid for an hour a day to support your thyroid, and that can be used anytime during your cycle. So those are fun ways to supercharge wearing your castor oil packs. It is something I do want to bring back in. So let's say I'm going to put the castor oil pack around me as well. And we have been going to bed... Um, super early, which has been such a gift. So, you know, we have always lived, um, pretty like structured unstructured, which means there are things that happen every single night. Like there is a bedtime routine. Of course, in that routine, I said, I, the teeth are being brushed, right? I'm going to rinse my mouth out. I'm going to balance my oral microbiome. I put, um, gum 
like gum drops on my gums, like, okay, all of those things happen too. Um, but so we've had that structured, unstructured period. So it's like, there are things that are going to happen every single night, but the time that they happen is loose. And I really love this. Like, this is part of like my core being is like, I do not like to have these super rigid schedules. Um, and so with that, you know, sometimes, you know, with my husband and I schedule, like, getting wrapped up in meetings until late, him not getting home until late. Like, you know, we're, we're constantly kind of taking turns of like, who's doing what, who's doing what, when, um, all of those things. And so one of the things that we wanted to work on is just like working towards going to bed so much earlier and allowing ourselves to wake up so much earlier because of that. So I absolutely love my sleep. Um, I value my sleep. I know that sleep is so, so, so important for my health, for my hormones, for um, my longevity, like all the things. There was so many years in my life that I abused sleep and, you know, I ran on way too little of it. And so I'm in the period of my life where it's like, no, I want the sleep. I know how much better I do with quality of sleep. I know how much better my son does with sleep. And so, um, so I know I need, I want that minimum of eight hours, right? And so it could go up to nine, but it's like that minimum of eight, there could be a little bit less, you know what I mean? So with that, well, if I want to get up early, that means that we're in bed by nine, that I'm sleeping by 9, 30, 10. And so we've had to, you know, recalibrate our structure, not structure to fit this. And so far it's going so good. Um, and what I love so much about it is that it's working for all of us. We, we are kind of tapping into a busy season. So that's going to be interesting to see how that works because for both my husband and I, it's like, it's hard to just like go to bed after you wrap up a meeting, you know, it's like, you're kind of, you know, stimulated from that. And so I want to have some good practices in place and even just like taking the time, like something that we've been doing is just taking the time to like stretch our hamstrings. So Bryce and I stretch our hamstrings to like help that downshift. Like I have recognized like doing that hamstring work before bed is like such a shift, like such a downshift. So that's been huge. Um, certainly there's different herbal remedies that we can work with. Like if my mind's going so strong, I can work with lemon balm or kava kava. Um, there's, you know, different sleep tinctures that we can work with. You can work with CBD. I don't, but you could do that. Um, so anyway, helping that downshift and, what I have found, which is not surprising, right? Is like, if I go to bed early, um, I wake up naturally. And that's one of my biggest things is like, I don't want to wake up to an alarm clock. I don't like waking up to an alarm clock. So if I go to bed early, I wake up naturally. And when I wake up naturally, you're waking up in flow. And so waking up in flow, um, means that I might wake up at five o'clock. I might wake up at five forty. I might wake up a little bit later than that, um, you know, depending on what time I actually fell asleep, you know, all of those things. And I've been sending myself to sleep um, with gratitude, with love, with really like grateful thoughts, um, with I am statements, just like really intentionally sending myself to bed with love and then waking myself up and immediately thinking of three to five things that I'm super grateful for. Before I even get out of bed, I'm just thinking about the things that I'm grateful for. And then depending on what time it is, 
either coming right into my office and doing some meditation and journaling, um, reading, or if it's like a little bit later in the morning, like going right down and doing my workout. Um, I've just loved this so much. This has been so next level for me um, to, you know, start my day. Like these practices have been in place again, loosely, consistently inconsistent, right? Like it's like the workouts are happening, but maybe it doesn't happen in the morning. But like what I have found with this flow is that I have like, I feel so at ease like I don't feel like I'm running out of time. I feel truly like I have lots of time and I really love that. That was one of the things that was becoming difficult for me working out during the day is um, like just feeling like pressure that I needed to be somewhere else. And, you know, I have worked for so long to get my body strong enough to be able to work out first thing in the morning and I feel like I am there. But again, like if it's super early, I will have a light breakfast and then journal, read, do my thing, and then go down and work out. Um, But yeah, this just feels so good for me because I feel like I can be all done with that. Everything's done and it's eight o'clock. Like all the things are done. Then I can have, you know, a big breakfast. We can eat together. Um, Bryce leaves here by 830. So he gets up at 730. He loves his time to just kind of have a calm, slow start to his day. So again, I know some of you are just like early birds as it is, but I hope that if you're an early bird that you're waking up because you're rested. You know, we have to really get that rest in. Like it is so crucial. And I know some of you, it's like you value your alone time so much. So then you'll stay up super late, but then you're still getting up early. You know, it's fine to stay up a little late if you can make up those hours in the morning, in which I could. Like if I, if I slept, if I didn't go to bed until 11, 11.30, like I know I don't have to wake up super early, right? Like my son doesn't have to be out the door until 8.30. And again, that's a very luxurious schedule because it's you know, it's my dad who's his school bus, you know, it's my, it's my mom or dad that's coming. There's no place that we need to run out the door to be, which I so appreciate. So anyway, um, it feels really, really good to me. I, this wasn't really a conversation about my schedule. It was more of a conversation about, uh, taking your, um, your sleep habits seriously and taking a true evaluation of how well you're sleeping are your airways collapsing at night? Are you grinding? Do you have jaw pain? Are you dealing with headaches? Are you waking up foggy? Like, you know, just like brain fog. Um, are you snoring? Are you drooling? You know, like what is happening and how well are you sleeping? Or are you sleeping perfectly? Your tongue's in its perfect spot and you are nasal breathing like a pro right? Like it's only then that you don't explore these other things that I'm talking about. And it could be as simple as you exploring, like, what does it feel like to, um, have this nose device and feel that shift of my airways opening? What does it feel like to put this tape around my mouth? And I should say the mild tape, like what I love about it is it's not over your lips. It's around your lips. Okay. So you can still talk. It's not fun to talk 
my son has this habit of like wanting to talk to me after I put my tape on. And I'm like, dude, I just put my tape on. I cannot talk right now. Um, go put your tape on. But, um, you know, it's, it's around it. And so like just one of these things could make a huge difference. And then if you're somebody who you know that you've been suffering with this for all your life, like me, like there is a pathway that exists for you. Like go to the Vivo site, find a practitioner near you. Um, there's payment plans, there's different things that you can work out to make this a reality, but the very least you can do a consultation, which I believe is free and see if you're a candidate for this, see if this could change your life. So it is a slow journey, you know, um, it's two years plus, so you're walking that journey for some time. And, but the cool thing is, is like, you know, I am constantly having to expand my mouth guard, like because you have a little pin and you can expand it yourself and you're supposed to do that every time it gets a little bit loose. I feel like I'm constantly do that. Like I know it's shifting so huge and I know I'm sleeping better and I know that the, the oxygen that I'm getting to my brain and the nervous system support that I'm having, it's like all adding up to the other work that I'm doing. It all plays a part. It's all connected. Everything. And so this may not be your next leap or where you're focusing, but at least put it in the back burner for something to turn to when you're ready for that next upgrade. But certainly think about your kids, you know, think about, you know, there's so many levels to this, but they're getting a head start on this for them changes their whole entire life. And it's like, it's not necessarily an instant fix, right? But it is a long-term fix. This isn't like braces that you're forcing things to happen. You're creating true space in their mouth. You're strengthening their tongue muscles. They're having the proper chewing. You know, it's like so many different things are happening that is going to impact them so significantly into adult life and beyond. There are other systems for kids that you could consider too, um, but this was really to spotlight my journey as an adult and the things that I believe are working so well for me. Okay, I hope you enjoyed this. I will see you guys soon. Bye. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved your time with me, please subscribe and leave me a review on iTunes so I can keep bringing you the good stuff. And then come say hello and be part of the conversation by joining me in our private Facebook group, Fiercely Awakening. I can't wait.